Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Media Snack Meets. My guest for this episode is Evan Corey, the Executive Director of Global Media at Audible. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, Hello, gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change through the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short on time, we ask just six questions in 15 minutes. We get to learn what is behind the success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming guest episodes. Hey, Evan. Hey, how are you? Good. Good to see you. Very good to see you. Uh, Cool. So welcome. So, um... I did a very brief introduction. So you're audible, as many people will know. Um, let's crack on. You've seen the show. Six questions, 15 minutes or less. So just for those that don't know you, just explain what it is you do uh, now at Audible. Um, and also give us something that you're proud of, either at Audible or you know somewhere else in your career that, that kind of sticks with you that you enjoy uh, sharing. Yeah, happy to. Uh, well, I mean, thanks for having me. Uh, like you said, I work at Audible. An Amazon subsidiary. Uh, I am the executive director of Global Media. So essentially, I oversee a team that is really intended to just provide, uh, you know, global leadership and guidance across our global footprint, um, which which makes up ten marketplaces today. Um, essentially, we are looking for ways to move the business forward and find efficiencies through a number of different avenues, whether that's uh, operationally improving our ways of working, whether that's developing. Um, best practices and, and, and strategic frameworks, whether that's finding economies of scale through through sort of uh, vendor relationships uh, or at a very high level, just optimizing our investment across across the portfolio. Um, and, and our team is, is relatively small and nimble. So we have to sort of assess trade offs and, and potential value created as we think about, you know, where to devote resources for any, any given project at any given time. Um, and I would also say, you know, as part of our remit and my remit, responsible for really defining and working to bring to fruition sort of a roadmap for tools and ad tech, trying to ensure as much as possible that we've got sort of consistency and parity across our, our, our footprint, um, you know, where possible. Um, what I'm proud of. Uh, yeah. A couple, couple things. Well, proud of more than a couple, but just a few a few I'll talk about. Um, one was, you know, in partnership with you and, and the ID comms team where we we consolidated a, a number of, you know, local agencies. Like you make me blush now. This is one yeah. of your proud yeah. moments. It was good work. It was good work. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, sorry, consol- same here. consolidating everything into a sort of a single agency, you know, solution. And mm-hmm. yeah. as, as, as you well know, a bit of an exhausting process. But I think, you know, for us in, in long-term success, an incredible, meaningful milestone. Yeah. Um, I'm also really proud of the work that's been done to sort of formulate this, this you know, core, nimble, you know, global function, um, driving the business in ways that we hadn't really been able to previously, you know, filling white spaces and some of the gaps that existed. And, you know, there's a lot that's been done in, in, in the last 12 months. And then just very quickly, you know, I still have a, have a lot of heart for a lot of the agency work that, that, I, that I have done, you know, previously. For someone who is a strategic, you know, a, a media guy and a strategy person, there's sort of nothing more satisfying than unlocking that very brilliant insight that you can sort of build a strategy and a media plan around. So, you know, we did that a lot for Verizon and 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 for some of the entertainment accounts. And so, I'm a pr- I'm, I'm relatively proud of you know a few of those initiatives that we were able to really build 
um, campaigns around thoughtful and, and uh, really strategic insights. Good. Love it. Um, it's good. I mean, everybody probably already knows what Audible is. We don't need to explain it. But if you're not, be a subscriber or, you know, get get involved in Audible. It's such a phenomenal business. It's fascinating. And so much more exciting, you know, just really exciting things that are going on right now. Every day I just seem like a new camp, you know, a new superstar kind of product that that's coming out. There's lots of really interesting uh, things that you're doing. So go check it out. Um, uh, subscribe, you know. This is yeah. it. You're a media yeah. company. We've got to sell it. That's right. That's right. Uh, so tell, let's talk about media because you, you have, obviously, you've worked now you, you're as part of the marketing global marketing team at Audible, but you're previously an agency. Um, and so you've seen a good perspective of, of the industry. What, for you, has been the best thing um, or are the best things about working in the media specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a ton of opportunities. Uh, and I think really the biggest ones are going to be different based on, you know, the brands and needs. I think for, for me, what I've seen and been really interesting is sort of gone is the age of exclusively having that high def, best production quality um, of content. And, you know, now we're seeing, you know, lo-fi and self-produced content. And there's so much opportunity now where you don't need to spend, you know, a million, two million dollars on, on the best produced TV spot. Um, and there are some really, really creative ways to use content as sort of your marketing and media. Um, I'm not saying, you know, brands will not continue to pay, you know, those 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 big price tags because it does have value. But I think there are other ways in, especially from a media perspective, to sort of have the same amount of impact and reach. You look at, I mean, a lot of examples, but some over the past few years, the Coinbase Super Bowl spot. And, you know, for me personally, someone who has a 19 month old at home, there's a show on YouTube called Miss Rachel. And it is the one of an incredibly low quality production where she's kind of filming herself in front of a green screen um, and millions and millions of monthly viewers. Um, yep. My daughter loves it. Uh, I would also say, I mean, immersion is a place that that sort of everyone is going. And when you think about opportunities, it's it's really no longer about you know, reading an ad or seeing an ad, but but being a part of an experience. I mean, there's so many things out there: augmented reality, the metaverse, interactive at a home. I mean, even something traditional, if you think about just audio and changing, you know, the traditional audio format to 3D audio, it's now just becoming all sort of multi-sensory and, and all about immersion. And I think there's there's tremendous opportunities to find new ways um, to really immerse consumers into media experiences. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's why we just enjoy talking about Audible. And I think I'm sure that the planning team, you know, at your new, relatively new agency now, uh, is so excited just by the proposition because it's as you yeah as you say like multi-sensory and from a planner's perspective as you'll know like that's just a really fun business to work with right? because you've got you're very content rich yeah you, you can create media real media moments in your advertising you're not just buying reach based on a cost you know like a, maybe a lot of advertisers do it's a quite a fun it's a fun proposition the synergy um, of content and those sort of immersive opportunities like you talk about i mean is a recipe for success and yeah. the creative juices are really flowing now between you know audible and, and, and our agency and we've got some some really interesting things in the pipeline good looking forward to it uh this will probably be going out after the super bowl um so we won't talk about the super bowl but uh <laughs> anyway another time there's been things going on um so some of the challenges that you know again we you and i've talked about these things in the in the journeys that we've been on with audible uh, over the last year or so but um you know as a team what do you see 
as a business, what are the big challenges that you're, you, you, that you, you know, you talk about internally or things that you're designing for? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, you know, personalization is, is, is such a buzzword that gets thrown around in, in media. You know, everybody wants, how do we get more personalized with our consumer experience and more personalized ads? And I actually think uh, that navigating, you know, what personalized means for a brand is a real challenge. I mean, because there's not sort of a unified definition or approach that applies to everyone. It also doesn't just apply to paid media, right? I mean, there's personalization for paid media, yes, but then there's the site side experience. There's merchandising and the content choices that you're served up. I mean, from a media standpoint, I do think, you know, obviously the deprecation of cookies coming, you know, somewhat in, in, in the near future, mm-hmm. it will change sort of what personalization has meant for a lot of advertisers, or at the very least, it will change the way in which advertisers approach, you know, personalization as we move into this sort of next phase of, you know, privacy and what brands can and can't do. So it's a really interesting time, but I think certainly a, a, a challenge and an obstacle that a lot of brands need to figure out how to overcome. Um, and then the second one, I would say just more, more sort of at a high level, obviously, you know, competition is not something new. It's always existed. It always has to varying degrees, you know, within, within uh, various categories. I think right now it's, it's a really interesting time because it's sort of, it, it's even more of an issue given some of the economic pressures that are or forcing consumers to cut back and reevaluate and reappraise sort of what they're spending their money on. And I think for brands, some some brands, many, are sort of being forced into finding new ways to leverage media to stand out. How do they rise above sort of that cut line where consumers are, are still saying, I'm willing to pay for that service or offering or product or whatever it is. Um, and I think some cases it could be a little uncomfortable in that brands need to think about, you know, deviating from what they're used to and thinking about investing in, in channels they maybe normally wouldn't or the yeah. or media mix that they normally wouldn't do or making a big bet on an activation that, that would be something different than, than you know traditionally what they've done. So I think now it's sort of whatever you can do to capture consumers' attention and remain relevant in what is, unfortunately, a very difficult time is what brands are, are sort of thinking about doing. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it is because it is a it's a subscription business, right? You know, it's, a, it's a repeating business, which is a great business model. But there will be moments where people start to reevaluate those things, and you, and yeah, what what is it that keeps them? You know, what makes them cancel their Hulu and not their Audible? You know, exactly. Ultimately, what, what what they're thinking, and a lot a lot of that might be a brand, uh, because these brands say something about us, don't they? So we, we have to decide what we want to keep. Exactly, and you think about you know the subscription service. That category is just so deep and so cluttered right now about how many subscription services there are. Yeah. It, it, it really is not that it's any less relevant for any other category, but to your point, I mean, if they have, you know, five entertainment services, you know, how do we make sure that Audible stays relevant for them? Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, so let's think of more about your uh, your career. You've got to the very top of media within, within this organization, um, you know, very high profile advertiser. I always like asking about leadership advice because you know you work with teams you now manage a really large agency team um what's something either that you've somebody said to you that you've carried with you that's been super helpful that you're willing to share or something that you that you use you know with your teams or with your external agencies or others um, as good leadership advice yeah it's a great question i would say probably for me it's two things one um 
you know, somewhat early on in my career, uh, someone once told me, you know, the best ideas don't always come from the loudest voice in the room. And I think it's just an important you know, thing to know about who your team is and the people that you work most closely with, because I think too often it's actually sort of the quiet person who's sitting in a room in a meeting who may not say anything and then come up to me after and has the most brilliant idea of the entire meeting. So I really think it's so important that you want to be aware of, of who your team is, how they like to engage, how they like to interact, you know, play to their strengths. Um, and, you know, that's something I feel like I am constantly prioritizing when it comes to not just my team, but, you know, the people who I'm working very closely with on, on you know, adjacent teams. Yeah. Um, and the, the other one that I was also told that I was as I was sort of coming up by a very senior person um, who I do consider somewhat of a mentor to me. After a number of late nights that he was in the office, he told me, you know, you just not exactly I'm paraphrasing a little, but you're essentially you're never too senior to be the first one in the morning or the last one out at night. And I think it, it was so it was such a good lesson for me because I, I always want to lead by example. And I want my team to always feel like we're, you know, we're sort of in the trenches together. You know, we're, we're always in this together. Not that we want teams working late at night or early in the morning, but sometimes an occasion calls for it. And, you know, you never want seniority to make it seem like someone has to do, you know, more or less work. So yeah. I, I've always sort of fostered that, that environment with the team that, you know, we, no matter what it is, we're always, you know, from, from the assistant planner all the way up to the most senior person, you know, we're, we're in this together. Good. I love that. Very good. I love the, I love the quiet voice in the room because, again, we have that experience again and again and again from a leadership perspective. You've got yeah. to take time to, to listen. Uh, I'm still learning that as well yeah but it's a lot i love that um okay so outside of media if you have any free time so i know you have a very busy job and as you've mentioned young child in the house as well um but where do you go to decompress from media where would we find you away from the industry yeah i think between you know the job and, and a 19 month old daughter uh yeah the decompressing thing is somewhat limited but uh in terms of personal passions Tennis has always been a, a big love of mine. Uh, you know, I've been playing since I was four years old, uh, and it's it's actually it's given me a lot in life. It's it was a huge part of my childhood and adulthood. It actually introduced me to a lot of my best friends. You know, I was playing in college, and they became groomsmen at my wedding, and you know, still very very close today. And and then when I was at Horizon, I actually met my now wife at one of the company tennis matches. Mm. So, I mean, tennis is, is, is I'm very grateful for everything that, that tennis has given me. And frankly, it will, it will always be a passion of mine, you know, for the rest of my life. Good. Very good. And Evan lives within an easy commute of Roland Garros as well. We, sh we should probably. Uh... I think that's when our next meeting should take place, probably. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good. Okay, so looking ahead, we look. We talked about some of the challenges, um, you know, of, of which there are many. But you got an incredible man, momentum as a business and an exciting kind of media brief, as we've mentioned. But looking, looking the year ahead, um, you know, what are your what are your observations? Where would you like us to be in in a year's time? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, I'll, I'll save my optimistic view for a second, and not to be too sort of doom and gloom. But generally speaking, I do hope that sort of the year ahead will leave behind, you know, the, the economic downturn and the layoffs. I mean, you know, it's, it's obviously difficult. You know, you see LinkedIn posts, a lot of people in your network who, who you know, laid off and this and that. And so my hope for the new year is, is that we are, we are moving away from that and we are moving to a, you know, a better time, um, which, which I'm, I'm very optimistic about. 
Um, on a slightly more optimistic view, I'm really excited about the prospect of, of just generally innovation. I mean, I think that there's always such interesting sort of cutting edge futuristic ideas that are being created and, and what is futuristic, you know, today becomes the norm and then new futuristic ideas come in. And I think the world of media is, you know, at, at, at really at the core of that. Um, and I think, you know, the, the evolving landscape of media and privacy and, and, you know, as things continue to change, I think it's, it will be really interesting and, and opportunistic to find unique ways for brands to come up with innovation. And like we talked about, come up with immerse, immersive experiences. And so I'm really looking forward to opportunities to, to really not, not only um, push the boundaries of, of, of our category, but push the boundaries of the industry. Uh, and forge new partnerships and, and new, um, you know, new experiences. Great. They will all be coming your way after this, certainly, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. um, love that. Thank you. Um, Evan Corey, Executive Director, Global Media Audible. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to the Media Snack channel, where you will also find previous guests, including leading marketing executives from companies like P&G, Uber, LVMH, Mars, Ikea, and many more. Plus, some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, such as Belinda Smith, Sir Martin Sorrell, Wendy Clark, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Professor Mark Ritson. You can also get alerts to hear about upcoming new guests. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, then please share it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.